If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And for our scripture reading, we're going to read the portion of text from which we have our anniversary theme, which is looking to Christ in faith. So we'll read Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there from for what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are without left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father's spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. This is the word of the Lord. Well, as we continue to remember God's faithfulness and his goodness uh, to us as a church, uh, we've asked uh, several of our members to share just a brief testimonial um, on how the Lord has been working in our midst. And so um, I'm going to first call up Kevin and Natalia Lee, and then after them, um, we'll have Sarah Fong and Olivia Chango right afterwards. All right, so can we invite Kevin and Nat up here first? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin. This is my wife, Natalia. 
and we're given the privilege to represent the families and sharing a testimony of God's faithfulness to LBCSJ. So I first arrived as single in 2011 and we got married in 2013. Um, when I reflect upon the past 10 years or so, I can definitely see God's faithfulness in not only our church as a whole, but also to each one of us and specifically each one of our families. Um, it doesn't mean that times were easy. There are moments of loneliness, isolation, despair, hopelessness, and moments of why God, why? Whether it's dealing with our marriage, our children, our work, or our friendships. The questions of why don't they understand comes through and why God, why are you putting me in this situation? Um, yet God has upheld me and this church and all of us. Um, praise be to God that we're still being held by his hand. Um, out of his goodness, he does not always give us what we want because we might be spoiled or fattened by it. Uh, we might want sometimes a consistent leadership or consistent pastors or elders or even consistent friends or consistent programs. And those are in self not bad things to desire, but these are not the ultimate. Um, our ultimate treasure is uh, Jesus Christ. And praise be to God that he is consistent and does not change and remains faithful to his flock. Um, and God has used difficult moments like these and others, whether it be a relationship with my family members or family duties, such as taking care of the house or finances or time management with work, um, to really show me what I value and idolize. And before marriage, I thought I was doing well, you know, um, reading, memorizing scripture, reading a lot of books, attend a lot of conferences. Um, but after marriage and with kids, God has shown me that I had a lot of head knowledge, but when the rubber hits the road, um, my flesh did not want to apply it. The head did not travel to the heart. Um, I've spoken to a few other families, and while we all know how we ought to love our wives and children, it's practically doing it that we fail. And the encouragement there is that God is faithful to continue to reveal to us the sins because he's not finished with us yet. Um, though the last few years I've seen many of us grow, um, slowly but surely we're taking down our walls and are able to encourage one another to remind one another what it means to work out our salvation after he has so graciously saved us. And that's what I see when I reflect upon the past 10 years or so. And um, Nat and I met up with another couple recently. We were reminded of how faithful the word has been preached from the pulpit. Um, we, cons we're, we were consistently fed the word, um, the very word that has power to bring about um, this world and life into existence, um, and is this word that is continually transforming us and molding us into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we might not remember every sermon application or every conversation or every exegesis, but we do see God's faithful hand holding this church and leading us through every step of it. it reminds me of Psalm 73. Um, this is where Asaph is jealous of those who do not know God in verse 3, and thinks he has kept his heart clean in vain and has seen nothing but difficult moments, verse 13 through 14. However, near the end, when he enters the sanctuary of God, he saw the truth that God is there, um, that he is against the wicked, verse 18 through 20. And he sees that it is God who's holding him and guiding him. And he is the strength of his heart and portion, verse 23 through 26. And God has been and will continue to be faithful to his people. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Natalia. Um, it's been 11 years since I was baptized at Lighthouse, and I am thankful throughout these years for God's faithfulness in providing his word and godly leadership. I am also thankful for each of the interactions I've had with every one of you here. Um, a pastor once said at a SING conference, the older you get, the longer the list of mercy, grace, and providence God has extended to you. With all the changes that's happened in the 11 years of our church, especially when God 
calls members to other places to share the gospel, or when members leave for whatever reason, it's going to leave a void because we have loved them and they have loved on, on us. It's easy for me to feel anxious or discouraged, uncomfortable about the future. But in Mark 4, when Jesus was traveling through the storm with his disciples and they were scared they were going to perish, Jesus calmed the storm and said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Even when I was not faithful in his grace, God was still faithful. Psalm 103 says, we are to bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Let's not forget his blessings to us. He is faithful in providing himself and his word and the godly men and women and leaders to point us to the beauty of Christ and train us to exegete and really study what the particular passage we are studying has to say and to love him more. My exhortation and prayer for this church and myself is to take joy in your salvation. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For my Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. May you not be afraid or fearful of what God has in store for your life as you place your trust in your faithful creator and gentle shepherd. God promises that his peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus as you pray and lift up your supplications with thanksgiving to him, Philippians 4, 6-7. And lastly, I encourage you with the song by Keith and Kristen Getty called Lily in the Valley, and I'll just read a portion. O child, do not be troubled. You are worth more than these sparrows. His face has shone upon you. He is the pearl you seek. And worry adds no single hour, but he knows every need. I started attending Lighthouse regularly after church hopping for a while. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I was church hopping for a while uh, during, um, yeah, my freshman year, and I recently started coming out to Lighthouse in 2019 at the end of it. And the Lord placed on my heart to find a solid God-fearing church coming into college, but I quickly realized that I didn't really have a good understanding of um, what a church was or even to be a member of a church. Um, and um, I'm just very thankful for the time that I've had at Lighthouse because the last couple of years the Lord has shown me a lot about um, what it, a church is um, through First Timothy where we learned about um, godly leaders, um, our conduct, and how the gospel is to prevail in the church. Um, also going through Acts, when we learned about how the church um, started, and also um, when we were going through the book um, in the year of the Lord and seeing God's power and faithfulness in keeping his promise of building his church over history. 
Um, I went through um, actually membership through quarantine, um, so that was really interesting um, as I was able to learn about God's perfect design and his intent for his children to be together. Um, and through Lighthouse, I saw the emphasis of Christ's saving grace and how he is fulfilling his promise of building um, his church. Um, I'm really thankful for how the Lord has provided us the Holy Spirit and provided us the body of fellow sisters and brothers in Christ to run the race together and bear each other's burdens. And it's been a privilege to be able to worship in person um, with everyone here and being able to praise the Lord for being a perfect ruler over all. As I was learning more about what it meant to be part of a church, it was hard to apply and see the body in action when I wasn't physically here because of COVID. Um, I was at home most of my second year of college um, because of COVID, and um, I wasn't able to be with the body consistently. A passage the church um, was encouraged by multiple times was Psalms 23, um, and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his namesake. Um, and during the uncertain times, it was really encouraging to be reminded of God's faithfulness and how he will never forsake us. Um, he will not lead us astray, but will lead us down the right path um, beside quiet waters and guide us through the darkest valleys. Um, this passage reminded me of Christ um, during my tough times at home during quarantine and being away from the body and that um, I was able to learn how to trust him more and um, even through times that I didn't understand. Um, and as the Lord continues to challenge me in, my, in growing in my faith and revealing my sinfulness to me, he constantly reminds me of his power, grace, mercy, and constancy. Um, it's amazing how he reveals himself through his word um, and allows me to have a greater love for him as he changes my heart. Along with learning more of who he is, I am also learning how to trust and obey his commands and um, what he calls us to live as we follow him. One passage that I was encouraged many times was John 15, um, verses 4 through 8 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Um, as he calls us to abide in him and as he is the vine, um, it reminded me of how incapable I am of a lot of things and that he is sovereign over everything. Um, this reminded me of how I've been saved um, from being dead in my trespasses and sins and is called to live a life now for him and to bear fruit for his glory. Um, as I am growing in my walk with the Lord, the Lord has placed eagerness in reading um, his word in my heart and a lot of older women here have encouraged me and um, has taught me how to study his word. Um, through um, logos and um, taking time doing exegesis, um, whether it's pre prepping for like Bible study or even just going through um, books or the devotions, um, the church has helped and taught me how to study his word and realize um, how God has revealed himself through that. Um, and it's been very encouraging to learn about his perfect design and his sovereignty over everything from beginning to end. And um, recently I've been able to just um, take time to with my prayer group 
trip to memorize scripture and hopefully have that ingrained in my heart and um, it will outflow into my actions and my lifestyle. Um, through my time at Lighthouse, the Lord has provided a family that has held me accountable and has encouraged me in my walk with the Lord. He has proven to be so gracious and faithful as he continues to conform the church's heart and grow us in his word. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I've been coming here for about three years. I'm also a college student, a fourth year at San Jose State. So one thing that the Lord has been teaching me here at Lighthouse is that God's grace and not my own efforts is what grows and sanctifies us for his glory. It's been a blessing to see his faithfulness in the lives of the people here at LBCSJ. And personally, I've been very thankful for the Lagos ministry and um, times of sharing and prayer with my discipleship group. So 1 Timothy 4 verses 7 through 10 has been very helpful for me. Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness, for our bodily training is of some value. Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise to the present life and also the life to come. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Uh, through Lagos, the Lord has been teaching me that every aspect of my life is to be a stewardship for Him. I can't pour into the people or use the resources around me that He's given me well unless I'm letting His Word first pour into my life. By His grace, I'm learning to have an eternal perspective for school and family. When I'm tempted to be anxious about school and getting enough experience for the future, I'm reminded that the Lord... Uh, sorry. I'm reminded that the Lord, um, and my, my education is to be done faithfully for the Lord with a heart of thankfulness and not for my own success. And with family, when circumstances are difficult and I try to take control of the situations, his word calls me instead to trust in the Lord's sovereignty and plan. I'm not commanded to fix the problems around me, but to trust and obey Christ, letting his word guide my decisions and actions rather than leaning on my own understanding. Through it all, having wise women speaking truth into my life and sisters who encourage me to press on have been an enormous blessing. I praise God that even in our broken efforts, he continues to teach us to submit to his word. And I've grown to be so thankful for the faithful leadership here and for all of you who have shown love of Christ to me and everyone else. I'm looking forward to seeing how he'll continue to do his good work at Lighthouse and may we continue to treasure the gospel together and allow it to order his church and every part of our lives. Hi, everyone. Um, for those who don't know me, I'm Randall, and I started attending Lighthouse back in 2019. And um, yeah, before uh, attending Lighthouse, I moved here from the frigid East Coast and... Um, yeah, I moved here in June of 2019, and before that, um, I carried a huge burden and a lot of pain from just a really bad experience with my clinical internship back in Boston. And I think in that process, the Lord revealed just how I had a very sinful fear of men and how I had placed complete hope and trust in this internship, um, desiring a career that I worked so hard for. And so... When I left the internship, the, the Lord saw fit to kind of break me, and in many ways I felt empty because I placed my identity in that internship. 
but in that process, the Lord, you know, ultimately revealed that, you know, I am his child um, and that I have Christ. And so ever since I started attending LBC um, SJ, I think the Lord has done a mighty work in my life. And, you know, I'm just really thankful, even going through the membership process, just understanding the importance of receiving shepherding and counsel. And I'm really thankful for the leadership, the elders, elders, Pastor Mark, and even my disciple group leaders, just for their intentional shepherding, exhortation, and, you know, pointing me through God's word for wisdom and clarity. And, yeah, the Lord continues to grow me and just reveal areas in my life where there's sin and areas in my life that I need to grow in and, you know, things that I need to submit um, to him. And I think in the past, I would have been a lot more fearful. I've been a lot more resistive, just out of pride. But, you know, the Lord saw fit to soften my heart. And I think even though it is a struggle, even though it is scary, um, sometimes things just don't make sense when the Lord is trying to grow you. Um, I'm just thankful that yeah, the Lord um, sees fit to reveal these things to me and that I have, you know, um, you know, shepherds who can guide me through that process and that I can share with other brothers and um, wiser godly men. Um, and so just... Sorry, I had a speech written out, but I'm kind of going off script here. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think um, one of the verses that has been a huge encouragement to me, and we had the opportunity to um, go through it during Winter Book Club, which is, you know, Philippians 4. Uh, I think, you know, this season, the Lord has just seen fit to reveal just a lot of my anxieties and just, you know, bringing back memories of the past and just a lot of fear and, you know, ultimately just kind of training me to submit to his authority and that he ultimately has a sovereign plan for me and just being really encouraged specifically by Philippians 4, 6, 7, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it just, you know, just reminds me of, you know, God's sovereignty over the circumstances of my life, no matter how difficult they may be, and that you know, ultimately Christ's death on the cross has redeemed me from a need to feel, feel any sinful anxiety and just reminds me to draw near to Christ, who ultimately will guard my heart and my thoughts, and especially when God sees to you know, put me through any future challenging situations and you know, ultimately to find you know, joy and um, be in thanksgiving to God, you know, even though you know, I may feel anxious that ultimately, you know, he is my comfort. Um, and I think one of the ways that I've definitely been growing in is just understanding that God has the perfect and sovereign plan for me and how I should desire to just put off my pride and a desire to kind of, you know, figure things out on my own with my own strength and just remembering how weak I am as man and how I need Christ and that, you know, God ultimately works things out for his glory and for his kingdom work. And, you know, he does it through sinners just like me. And I think that just has been a huge encouragement to me. So, yeah, thank you.
Hey everyone, my name is Molly. Um, super thankful to be just joining this time with you guys and just celebrating together. I think something the Lord has been just growing me in is just a lot of security in Him and my identity in Him and just freeing me from a lot of anxieties. And I'm so thankful for the Lord for those things. Like sometimes you look at your life just examining your heart, your thoughts, and your emotions and just realizing how much you need the Lord in those things. So like go through the painful parts of your life and your past to just clean your room in a sense. And um, yeah, it's possible to have joy and dependence in the Lord. And um, one of the Psalms says like, um, what is it? Oh, it says, <laughs> it says, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. And as the Lord works in us to hunger for his word, we'll find that he truly satisfies and that's such a joyful thing to celebrate. So thank you guys. Thank you to Sarah and Olivia and Kevin and Nat for sharing with us the testimony of God's faithfulness. Um, I believe we also have a slideshow that should be queuing up right now. All right, we can go ahead and get that started. gift of grace is Jesus my
Hello. For those who don't know us, we are the Morales family, your missionaries to Colombia. I am Ricardo. I'm Vana. And I'm Vivi. And we just want to take a couple of minutes from your time to thank you for your uh, faithful support, for your prayers, for your encouragement, for the way you are partnering with us to plant a church here in Pereira, Colombia. And we just want to tell you, we feel so privileged to be here doing the Lord's work. We're really, really seeing the Lord at work. It's, it's People are very interested in the Lord. It's easy to have gospel conversations here. And we're so privileged to get to be um, your missionaries and to get to be here to do the Lord's work. Also, I just want to thank everybody, um, just all of you, every every one of you, for all the constant support you've given us through all this. It was hard for us during COVID, and I just want to thank you all for just helping us get here and all the work that mm. we've done here. I just want to thank all of you for all that, and we miss you all so much. We miss you a lot. We miss you, and we just want to encourage you to continue persevering in the Lord. Mm -hmm. We know it has been a very difficult year for all of us with COVID, with the transition of us uh, coming here and also just uh, what is going on in the States, in California, we know it hasn't been easy. So we're praying for you. Thank you for your love again, for your care. And um, our prayers is that the Lord may continue using you uh, here in Colombia and that he may give us the strength to uh, represent uh, your church and your body here as we proclaim God's word. Blessings. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. The Lord bless you. All right, thank you to the team that put that together, particularly John Wong, who labored to put together that for us. And yeah, just uh, reminds me, we look pretty young in those photos, huh? It's been a while, but uh, thanks. I wanted to take a few moments to just share from the perspective of someone who's been around this church plant since the beginning. I was part of the original church plant team that moved up from San Diego to start the church and our church today is a very different church than what we were back then. Um, when we met 11 years ago in a small room in the Saratoga Prospect Center. And from what I remember at that time, we had to be one of the most pessimistic church plant groups in history, in all of church history, because we would all constantly tell ourselves, hey, nine out of 10 church plants fail. Nine out of 10 church plants fail. It was like a rallying cry. Um, and maybe we said that to temper our expectations, even though we know that God is always faithful. His faithfulness doesn't always result in a successful church plan, right? So as I consider the past 11 years, I'm kind of left wondering, how is it that our church is still around and still doing ministry? And really, the testimony of our church for the past 11 years is, yes, there is no earthly or worldly reason why our church hasn't closed up shop and disbanded, other than that God has been at work this whole time, preserving and protecting the church. And certainly it's not because we're great at church planting or that your leaders are superstars, but I'm left with no other conclusion than the fact that God has had a plan for the ministry of the church and he will keep it around for however long he still has a purpose for LBCSJ. And things, 
things definitely started off very humbly for our church. Back then, you couldn't just go to church. You, every morning, someone had to drive a van to Udi's parents' house where we stored all of our sound equipment and pick up everything and drive it over to the Saratoga Prospect Center and set up everything from scratch. And we didn't have signs, so we had this ugly yellow banner that said Lighthouse Bible Church, and someone would park on the street in front of the community center and tie the banner onto their car so that people could see that we were a legit church there. So the Lord preserved our church when all we had was a yellow banner and some hand-me-down sound equipment. And there were other times when we upgraded to meeting at Prospect High School where a custodian who was supposed to open the door for us would periodically forget or oversleep and we would not even get in the door to set up until literally a minute before service started. So the Lord held our church together even when our meeting place literally did not open the door for us. And a few years later, our church was brought to crisis when we went from having two staff pastors to zero, all in the span of several days. When a pastor abruptly resigned the day before he was supposed to transition to being senior pastor. And our church went for a long season where we did not have a senior pastor. How did our church make it through that time? Simply because the Lord was holding the church together. We certainly weren't. So if you couldn't tell before, there should be no doubt now, our church has not followed the easiest path. Over the years, there have been many unideal circumstances that have threatened to disrupt or destroy the church. But the reason our ministry continues is not because we've gotten everything right, and I'm convinced that the only reason why our church continues is that the Lord is preserving the church for his gospel purposes. And over the past 11 years, the Lord has saved people through the ministry of our church. People have gotten baptized. Christ-exalting marriages and families have been formed through the ministry of this church. And seeing these things come to pass is an affirmation for me that the building up of the church body is a supernatural and spiritual work that the Lord can and will sustain even if we don't have the right equipment or the ideal facilities or the ideal programs. In Matthew 16, Christ asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And in Ephesians 4, it states, And he, that is Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And what's the commonality there? between those two scriptures, the scriptures that speak of building up the church. The commonality is that Christ is the one who builds his church, provides for his church, equips his church. Our theme for our anniversary is looking to Christ in faith. And as we continue on in the life of this body, there will always be new challenges that are going on in your own life and in the life of our church. And in the midst of those challenges, Christ calls us to not take our eyes off of him because he is the head, he is the chief cornerstone, and he is the one who calls us to walk in holiness and in peace and in unity. We are not the same church as we were when we first started, and we shouldn't be. 
because when our eyes are truly fixed on Christ, we can't stay the same. Looking to Christ in faith means that you as a disciple and we collectively as a church are being changed, being transformed from the old self to the new self. And that's my encouragement to you all, that as we come together today after 11 years, yes, let's appreciate God's faithfulness in the past, but let's keep our eyes fixed on Him as He changes us each day into a clearer and clearer picture of Christ. I believe Ted also has a few words that he would like to to share from his heart as well. So Ted, if you can come on up here. Thanks, Kevin. Um, Yeah, I was just thinking about what to share this morning, and I'll keep it brief just because we're already over time. Um, But yeah, I've just been meditating on Psalm 103, which uh, Natalia actually read a little bit earlier. And I'll just kind of read the first five verses for us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, and bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. As we celebrate this 11th anniversary of our church, it's helpful to read how King David begins this psalm. He begins this psalm by reflecting on God's goodness and God's greatness in his own life. And in our world and culture today, we tend to think of anniversaries as milestones to mark how our lives have changed and how our lives have been shaped by a particular event, whether it's our 10-year wedding anniversary, whether it's our 25th birthday, birthday, or whether we're commemorating a historical event such as 9-11. And it's not to take anything away from how we've changed, and as Kevin mentioned, those things are critical. But for God's household, anniversaries are primarily opportunities to remember who God is and what He has done on our behalf. It's primarily an opportunity to remember who God is and what He has done on our behalf. And you think about the different Old Testament feasts that were celebrated by the people of Israel, and all that ultimately pointed to Christ. And while we don't celebrate those festivals as New Testament saints, the principle remains that we are to recount who God is, what He has accomplished on our behalf, and who we are in Christ. And it begins and it ends with the gospel that in Christ Jesus we have been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, the forgiveness of our sins, the redemption through His blood, adoption into His family, and the promise of His Spirit. And those things are given freely to us through Christ. And this past year, as many of the members have mentioned, has not been without its challenges with everything that's going on in our world today, in our lives, and in our church. It's been a difficult season for many of us. With the COVID pandemic, some of us have suffered loss of health 
Others have lost family members. As a church, we've lost some members who have departed from our midst, and there have been transitions in leadership as well. And with all these things, God is still on His throne. He's watching over His church and working out His divine purposes in and through us. And if there's anything that's good, it's only because of Christ. On the one hand, we are called to give thanks and to rejoice in all the good things that He's doing in our midst. And there are many things. There have been members who've been baptized, who've been added to our numbers. Many of you have been stretched in your faith and grown through trials, and the perseverance of your faith has been an encouragement to many. On the other hand, we're called to trust and renew our faith in the One who is faithful. And in order to do that in Psalm 103, in verses 6 through 19, King David reflects upon the Lord's character, namely His righteousness, His justice, His steadfast love, His compassion, His mercy, His grace, and His sovereignty to His people, all of which our church has experienced in abundance over these past 11 years. As we were reminded of God's faithfulness to our church through the songs that we just sang, the testimonies that we heard, even the slideshow that we just watched, our calling is similar to that of King David, to bless the Lord and His holy name for His everlasting greatness and goodness in our lives. And so it starts with us reflecting on the Lord, who He is, what He has done for us. Bless the Lord, O my soul. But that's not where it ends. When you go down to verse 20 in that psalm, David ends it this way. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. As our souls are captivated by the goodness and greatness of our God, our response will be to call upon others, his heavenly hosts, all of his creation, but also the people in our lives, our families, our community, our school, in our workplaces, to behold God's greatness and goodness in their lives as well. That's what we're called to do as a church, that we are to bless our Lord in light of all His goodness and all His greatness. And in turn, we are to call others to behold His goodness and His greatness as well. That as we bless the Lord in our own souls, the overflow will be that we would also call others to see how great and how good our Lord is. And so, just want to encourage you all, even as we look back at these past 11 years, to look forward to what Christ calls us to. You know, we're here because of His 
goodness, his grace, his mercy, not because of anything good in us, but he calls us to reach the world for his cause, for his namesake, not ours. And so, Lord, help us to do that faithfully. All right? Well, to close our service this morning, I'm going to ask Pastor Carl to just give us a final word of exhortation to our family, our church family, and, and also just to pray for us as we look ahead to this next season of the race. So can we invite Pastor Carl up? Well, excuse me. And once since so much has already been said, I'm not sure that there's more to add to it. Um, wonderful to hear the testimonies, um, to be here on this special occasion. Joanne and I see it as a privilege um, to participate with you. Um, but I will leave you with this thought as um, the men we considered how we can be passionate in our faith and and the ladies, I'm sure you talked about any number of issues of how to be godly women. And as a body, you do indeed want to be a light to a dying world. Uh, I'm drawn to the thoughts of Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. And he talks about giving the church instructions. And then he says how you ought to walk and please God. And then he says, just as you do walk, that you excel still more. So maybe the word that I give you in a final exhortation, just like Paul to the Thessalonians, don't be satisfied. He said to them, excel still more. You're doing an excellent job, but there is more. Think about it just for a moment. Paul says to please God. I mean, what a great privilege that we can be people who please God, whereas before, um, we live to his displeasure, and now that can be different for us. So I leave you with that thought uh, that Lighthouse here in this valley, in this area, will be excelling uh, as you strive after the Lord. Let me pray for you. Uh, Father, we are thankful for who you are. Your greatness, your faithfulness to us is new every day. And even the testimonies that we've heard are evidence of that. And there are many, many more testimonies that could have been shared that would give evidence of your faithfulness. A reminder, as we heard as well, to remember, and we are prone to forget, let us remember your faithfulness. Show us grace in that way. I thank you for the dear saints that are gathered here. I pray that you would, by your power of the Holy Spirit, work in their hearts, give them a, a passion to hunger for you more, to grow in you more, help them to be lights in their family, uh, amongst friends, amongst co-workers, that uh, those people will be drawn to them and then drawn to Christ. Continue to protect them. I know that there has been hurt, and even as the Holy Spirit is a salve, if you will, to help in the hurt of life uh, that it would be for them and that they would be encouraged for the work ahead. So give grace. We thank you for your everlasting mercies. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.
All right, uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Carl, for the exhortation, uh, just to excel still more. Uh, the next part of uh, our day will be uh, lunchtime, sharing, having some fellowship over lunch. So I'm just gonna give some brief, dis brief instructions and then, then we'll be dismissed. But uh, if you guys are familiar, probably for most of the men and the women, uh, we were in the fellowship hall earlier, so that's where lunch will be uh, handed out. Um, but as you walk towards that direction, there'll be a small corridor where we'll try to funnel people to make, their, to make it a, an efficient process. So as you head towards the fellowship hall, uh, look for Edwin, he'll be there kind of pointing you in the direction and we'll kind of try to keep the traffic flowing in a singular direction so that uh, lunch can be handed out. And in the fellowship hall, uh, you'll see that it's pretty open seating. Uh, we don't have tables or anything, we just kind of have chairs uh, available so that you can kind of create your own groups or, or sit and um, um, share the meal together. All right, we're dis you guys are all dismissed.